0: It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Laurie is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good, thank you. How are the markets doing? Well, markets are a little mixed. We're seeing markets
1: fairly flat out of the U.S. Uh, TSX is uh, up slightly and we've had
0: a lot of uh, economic news come out this morning. No kidding. I know. Let's start with it. Let's start with the Bank of Canada holding interest rates steady at 4.5%.
1: Yeah, so that's uh the second time this year after raising eight consecutive times of course. Uh the bank says it's going to hold the rate uh steady until, you know, they see more economic data, economic conditions develop and even though inflation has retreated, uh service prices and wage inflation still remain really persistent. And so what we want to be able to see is is that come down as well and they're still nowhere near their 2% target. Um, we're still seeing unemployment in Canada uh, really remain uh, low at 5% uh, for the fourth uh, consecutive month uh, in March. Uh, GDP is also interesting. So it's growing, although uh, you know at a slower pace. They're still expecting 1.4% growth or so in 2023. So we'll have to see about that going forward again. When you're Many are talking about it, you know, recession fears and so on. You still have very, uh, very tight employment market, uh, and you still see some growth. Again, this isn't uh, the growth that we were seeing uh, in in years prior, uh, but we're not uh, we're not at negative growth at this point either. So I think that's important to to kind of read between the lines. And, you know, it takes time for the impact of a lot of these interest rates to really trickle down into the economy. And so the Bank of Canada is pausing because they, they want to see, you know, Um, what kind of effect that's going to have on the overall economy going forward. And and so I think the pause is a smart decision here. I think that uh, we haven't seen the full impact of those previous rate increases. And I think it's important to see that going forward before any other decisions are made.
0: Okay, and let's also talk about some of the numbers that came out of the United States today. Uh, Their inflation rate at five percent with the latest numbers here, which is actually an improvement for them, isn't it? It is an improvement.
1: Uh, that's the lowest reading since May of 2021. Uh, prices were mostly brought down by lower food and energy costs, and and that's good news because here in Canada, I mean, food prices have remained persistently high as we've all noticed. Uh, you know, when buying groceries, so so that we're seeing uh, food prices come down uh, south of the border. I think that's positive. Uh, it's also important to note that the rate's being really compared to March 2022 when energy prices spiked immediately after Russia's invasion, uh, invasion of course, of Ukraine. So, so a lot of this is year over year, so keep that in mind. We already saw inflation start to spike at this point last year, and so we're comparing from last year to this year. Uh, core inflation, which excludes uh, you know food and energy costs, increased slightly, actually, at 5.6%. Um or sorry, two five point To five point six percent, so many numbers, Simi. So many numbers. (laughs) Um, You know, when you take a look at uh, what's going on on out there in terms of inflation, um, you know, really overall, it's fairly positive. We've seen inflation come down quite a bit since it peaked last year, and I think that's what's important. The the trajectory is is lower. It's it's moving lower, and I think that's important. Uh, Hopefully, we see the Fed pause um, in the next meeting or two. That's the way it looks. Uh, We're waiting for the Fed. March meetings um, meeting minutes to come out today, uh, and we'll be taking a look at that, and that will give us kind of more insight to that last rate increase, and maybe give us uh, you know a hint of what's to come going forward. But I I feel that most central banks basically they're taking the stance we're looking at economic data as it comes out, employment numbers, and making decisions based on that. But in my opinion, I think uh, the Fed uh, is going to pause here fairly soon, uh, possibly another quarter point increase south of the border. And then maybe that's it. And that's good news because then we can get on with life and uh, we have some certainty (laughs) uh, about interest rates
0: overall. Oh, boy, certainty. That would be nice, too. So, okay, Lori, then what are the next kind of set of numbers that you are looking towards?
1: Well, what we want to see is in Canada, inflation numbers coming out next week. I think that's important to review and and see where that's at. Again, inflation numbers just kind of help us determine where central banks are going to be going from here. And I think going forward, also just earnings are going to be uh, in focus here. And that's really important because the last earnings uh, reports that we're looking at, uh, our companies reported very well. And also they had... Um, a lot of positive guidance going forward. So I think the markets, you know, after we've gotten over this kind of um, inflation number here. We'll be looking at the U.S. Um, uh, interest rate decision in early May, and uh, and then making decisions further from there. But markets have been fairly positive in, in the last few weeks. One because of you know getting over the kind of mini uh, banking crisis that we've seen, uh, and number two, uh, the anticipation of a Fed pause on interest rates. And I think that's
0: where markets are focused. And then earnings again uh, now and over the next few weeks. Okay. Okay. And I want to talk about building a relationship with a financial advisor because I've had this conversation with a few people and it it seems a bit, I think, overwhelming for people who've never done that to think, well, where do I find somebody? What if I don't like them? And like, how do you, how do you set yourself up for success like that?
1: Yeah, you know, I really do love this topic, because it's it's so important to, you know, not just, um, you know, move to any financial advisor, it needs to be a positive relationship, you need to get something from them, uh, you should also enjoy working with them, they should enjoy working with you just as much, uh, you know, it should be a, a happy relationship, just like any other and really, a, a good advisor can help you achieve whatever goals that you're trying to achieve. And, and a lot of people don't utilize their advisor as much as they should have. They don't know that they can go to their advisor for all sorts of things besides just portfolio management. And again, not all advisors are created equal, but the good ones are going to help you with a lot more than you think they will. Um, you know, firstly, by you want to be open about your entire financial picture. So it's, you know, it's really, Uh, advisable to let your financial advisor know if you have accounts at different banks, you have GICs here, you have an uh, account somewhere, um, you know, uh, somewhere else uh, in Europe or in the US, whatever it might be. Uh, You know, most people will have some sort of cushion in their bank account. Uh, They, you know, I always say, you know, you may have a squirrel account over there, you know, and, and that's fine. People want you to have a cushion in the bank. Most advisors do. But again, if that cushion grows, to um, you know, high levels that maybe it doesn't make sense, or maybe you're not getting the best GIC rates. Uh, maybe your advisor can get you better GIC rates, and so just because money comes over from your bank to your investment account, uh, does not mean it has to be invested in the markets. And I think that's important. A lot of people don't realize that they think as soon as they tell a financial advisor they've got some money on the sidelines, the advisor is going to want to invest it, uh, where that's not the case. And and just being um, you know, not open about all the Um, all the investments that you have uh, can really be detrimental to your overall net worth. You wanna make sure you're being open and honest uh, with your financial advisor so that they can help you. I also think that's important to, you know, keep your advisor informed of really big life changes. Uh, Some of those would be, you know, if you change jobs, you decide to retire, um, getting married or divorced, having children or grandchildren, the relationship with all of those people um, and how you feel about it, uh, receiving a financial windfall, selling a business, buying or selling a property and so on. So those are things that you'd want to make sure that you're giving your advisor a call on.
0: Okay. And are there other things that you can also ask your advisor about like non-traditional things? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that uh, it's important to
1: lean on your advisor, you know, if you're contemplating buying real estate or early gifting or, you know, talking about updating your will or, you know, how much income can you take in retirement? Do you have enough to retire? You know, all of these things is, you know, are topics that we talk about with clients on a regular basis. And also what's important is to, you know, what's valuable um, getting out of that relationship is listening to your advisor also when they're telling you not to do something things in me. Um, you know, when really? you get nervous, yes, yes. It's not just about what you should be doing, but what you should possibly not be doing. Uh, and that could be, you know, when you get nervous and you want to sell out um, a, a portfolio that's meant for long-term um, wealth building—it has a long-term horizon, but you get panicky because markets are a bit panicky. Or when you feel pressured to, you know, to buy real estate because your local market is hot and you feel like you're missing out. You know, if you don't buy now, you know, if they have another opinion, it's important to listen. Um, just because, again, a lot of financial advisors are on top of economic data, some more than others, for sure. But again, something uh, you know you should be listening to, and also entering into risky investments uh, because it's the next big thing you know if they're telling you it might not be for you or maybe it's not a good idea at this time you know again maybe you want to listen to that advice so so they're out there to provide uh, the best advice possible a financial advisor and just make sure that you're dealing with one that you like and one that you trust their advice as well and you have confidence in what they're saying that's
0: really important to me that is good advice thank you for that Lori. Thanks so much. Have a great week. You too. That is Lori Pinkowski. Laurie is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity, and you can contact her team 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does.